Welcome to the Hitched His Kids podcast. I'm Gage. And I'm Ashley. So what are we talking about today, babe? Well, something kind of interesting. Um, so I've been doing this course online. Um, it's called, what's it called? Manifestation Babe Academy. Don't laugh at the name. It sounds cheesy, but um, I'm doing it kind of for my business and stuff. Um, and she, so Catherine Z- Zakina, I think is her name. Um, she's the instructor of the course and she's going into like your subconscious mind and stuff and like teaching about how your subconscious mind works. And I don't know, I just, I had some breakthroughs with this course that I thought were really, really interesting. Yeah. You were kind of talking to me about it yesterday which I guess in turn we probably should have just done the podcast then when we were talking about it, but it was a very, it was it was good that I said well let's just talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. So the main thing that like really stuck out to me is, and I've I've been doing a little more research on it since um, since learning this. I guess the that your subconscious mind is created like the first seven to eight years of your life so up until that point you don't really have like i don't know your your subconscious is like permeable i guess like it's like a sponge and everything right you're not you're not thinking about what is in your brain it's not something that's there that you're consciously thinking of especially in the first seven years of your life you're you're too young for you to pretty much understand much of what's going on and that it's one of those things where like you seen and experience it but like your conscious mind doesn't remember it's not like you can just come out and just start talking about these things that happened that your unconscious mind is still taking in rather you remember or not like you're still seeing it it's still being developed into your brain yeah and that that's like your subconscious mind doesn't stop when you're seven or eight. Like your subconscious mind is still taking in information now as an adult, but your the thoughts, patterns, habits, and like opinions and stuff that you have, those are mostly created in the first seven to eight years of your life. And so thing, your brain was absorbing information that you may not even remember. Right. It's like even being a toddler, it's like we think that because, you know, young kids under the age of three, like, oh, they can see this stuff, like they're not going to remember. And that's true. They're not going to remember, but, their, conscious but their brain does remember. Right. And I, they've actually had pretty, I mean, there's been scientific research behind it. Do you, you can look it up your own. I'm, I don't. I don't know any of the stuff, but like, I've heard and read multiple times that you know, just the same way how like dreams. Every person that's in your dream is not made up. It's a person you've seen at some point in your life. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where like it's it's there. You don't remember, but it's still in your brain. And when you're a kid, it's the same thing. Yeah, the information still gets absorbed, so you don't even realize the information that is being taken in can impact you for the rest of your life. Right. And I the the argument that that you were making to me yesterday was that 
it it kind of designates your kind of thought process towards a lot of stuff after a certain age, like when like your first seven years of your life. Right. So like the example that I used with you yesterday was um, I, I suffer from anxiety mm-hmm. um, and, and depression as well, but mainly anxiety. And while that can be a genetic thing, I also think that part of that is due to my parents were divorced by the time I was the age of two. Yeah, and it was the instability. And it was the instability, even though my conscious mind doesn't remember them ever being together or what their divorce was like or anything. um, Those first seven, eight years of my life were pretty unstable. I was between households. There were different rules in different households. Well, and I'm sure you probably witnessed a lot of fights between your mom and your dad. I'm sure and... I did and that I don't remember, right. but my subconscious mind remembers. Right. And so you just kind of built a lot of anxiety. And it's interesting. And like, I don't have a lot of anxiety. I don't have a ton of those, you know, mental instabilities. And I think because like the first 10 years of my life, like... Fortunately enough for my, for me, it was like it was pretty smooth sailing. I yeah, mean, you had a very stable. Yeah, the first ten household. years were probably like the strongest years of like my entire family's existence. It was like me and my sister were healthy. My parents were healthy. My parents, you know, were still young enough to where they could still do a lot of things, and you know, they were probably making the most money they ever made in those first ten years of my life, and. You know, everything was was cool and extravagant. Christmases were big and vacations were big. But it was never like, oh, you know, here's all this stuff. Like, my parents were extremely good parents. Like, in front of, like, all, like, the, you know, the house and the the big Christmases, like, my parents had a very good relationship. They still do, but then it was, like, on another level because now they were, like, this married couple with young kids. It was like their family was starting when I was a kid. Yeah. So it was like, it was just joy and happy and love and I'm super financial. I never worried about a damn thing when I was a kid. Even like my unconscious mind, there's probably not much for my unconscious mind to be like worried about. And even growing up as a kid, it was, it was as stable as I can remember. I mean, life is much more unstable now, not with us, but just like, as an adult, you have just so many more things on your mind. Yeah, you have a lot more responsibilities to take care of. And so it's probably just all that when I was a kid, all the stability I did have is the reason why I don't have, you know, anxiety and depression and everything else. Yeah, and I think the reason why I'm predisposed to it is because of the amount of instability I had for those first couple years right and you know i'm sure it's case by case of course i'm sure some people who had crazy instability as a kid probably maybe don't deal with it or vice versa people who had really good stability deal with it a lot and i also think though too is that there can be some instabilities that maybe like you don't your conscious mind doesn't recognize but as you were a kid it did recognize it maybe you know what do you mean so like you hear all the time of like wealthy people or wealthy kids always have a lot of like mental illnesses or mental instability and 
you know, a lot of times you, you talk to them and they're like, I don't, you know, I don't really know why or something like that. Like, you know, my parents always had money and they're, you know, family always did a lot together. And maybe like the unconscious mind picks up on like other things of like maybe the parents weren't around as much and like maybe they, oh, they wanted, sure. they wanted, you know, the love from their parents versus, you know, those, that new cell phone or new car or whatever it was, even when they were a kid, that new toy, you know. Cause I know, cause I know people and people in my family who felt that way, you know, they had what seemed like a good family life and money and everything else. And then it kind of just, and like, there was the lack of the, you know, the parental guidance that I sometimes can create an anxiety for the most part. Well, I get what you're saying. Um, I think what you're talking about is kind of different than... The subconscious stuff. Because there are still external factors that can happen and there are still traumatic life events or things that can happen after the age of eight that can make a person develop anxiety or depression, you know? Right. I think it's just more like the things that you're exposed to the first eight years of your life are so incredibly important to the type of person you're going to end up being and the type of habits and patterns and behaviors that you're going to have a hard time breaking in the future. Right. Well, and that's um, that's the other thing too is like it, it affects, it can affect the relationships you have later as an adult. For sure. You know. You see marriages that like – they have the same fight over and over and over and they're never able to get past the fight. And so like someone either just lets it go or they have to go to counseling Mm -hmm. or whatever. When in all reality, a lot of those patterns are just from not being conscious of like your subconscious yeah, mind you, you have the, of the actual state of mind that you're in yeah and that's one thing that like we've always preached and we've always been is like being as self-aware as possible like that's one thing that we we practice a lot is being self-aware and sometimes yeah. calling yourself out on certain thoughts or the way you feel or the way you're handing handling something is extremely healthy and i think that's one thing that can help a lot of those um you know, un, those subconscious instabilities is sometimes just trying to be aware of, you know, your thoughts. For sure. And just like paying attention to what you're exposing yourself to. Like another prime example, um, this isn't really like a childhood thing. This is more of an adult thing. Your subconscious mind is still absorbing all the information that you read, you hear, you see, and mm-hmm. everything. So think of a person that sits there and watches the news all day and how negative yeah. that is. Like, yes, it's important to be informed, but it's also important to protect your state of mind. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean... What exactly what you said is like the influences around you. External sometimes, factors. Sometimes you don't realize like how like if you lived with someone who was like ultra negative, like those those eternal pessimists who are like extremely negative and just love to hate. 
Like you might not like you might disagree with that person. You might not like whatever. Like that's just them hating. But if you live with that person, you're around them constantly. Like that, your subconscious mind, I feel like, will eventually just like envelop that same, you know, thought process of you know, hate, yeah. neg- negativity, and that'll that'll wear you down. Man, I can't be around hateful people for any longer than a few hours. I've had to do, do it multiple times and. It's tough. It just weighs you down. It's tough. And, you know, thankfully, I I like to think I'm pretty self-aware of, like, my state of mind. And that's one thing that me and you are good at is talking about that kind of stuff. And, you know, between the two of us, recognizing things within ourselves to try to work on to just kind of be, you know, just kind of have it a little bit more relaxing. Well, in my opinion, that's the only way that you can grow as a person is to realize I, I don't I don't want this to come off as like never being happy with yourself because I think you should always be happy with yourself, but you should also push yourself to be the best version of yourself. So yeah. that way you can in turn help other people and be the best version of yourself for other people. Like if I, if I wake up every morning and look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, I hate you, you're ugly, you're fat, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. The typical women thing. I'm not going to be the best at helping another person or feeling loving towards another person if I don't love myself. Right. You know, right. If that makes sense. So, I just think it's important to always be aware of your surroundings and like constantly push to be better and to constantly push to have a better mindset mindset for sure. I mean, it's that and that's the other thing about being in a, in a long form relationship like a marriage like ours is we're both we both want you know, the same thing is we want happiness. We want to be happy with ourselves and with each other. And because we are married, we we can bounce a lot of that stuff off of each other. And we talk about this stuff all the time, like all the time. Me and you have conversations of just working on ourselves and, you know, trying to become a better person. And sometimes, you know, a lot of things can like kind of change, you know, your thought process sometimes. I mean, I know, like, for me, like, work can sometimes get in my own mind. Oh, for sure. And, like, I'll just kind of change for a little bit at a time before I start realizing, like, God, I got it, like. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, with a place that you work, like, you don't always have control of over how much time you're spending with other people, you right. know, that may not have the same mindset. Well, and that's the interesting thing about work, because that's a whole other conversation in, in itself, is because, like, depending on who you work with and where you work like you're with certain the same people all the time yeah like all the time and like different obviously different situations will play out differently but like if you don't like those people like that can be pretty damaging on your health because you're around these people a lot you know most of the time minimum eight hours a day yeah and if it's if it's one of those things where like they're negative to you it's like what do you do you know what i'm saying yeah, I can relate to that a lot. I've had um, a couple of jobs or a couple of former jobs where 
I did not feel like I just felt like everybody in those offices were stagnant. They weren't going to do anything else with their lives other than work for corporate and collect a paycheck. And that was it. Like their mindset was the same. Their routines were the same. And that's not me. Yeah. Like that's not us. Right. I am a person who's constantly striving for better right and just improvement and I don't like staying stagnant and so there were phases where I would actually get really depressed Mm -hmm. yeah it would like almost envelop you because of the people that I was surrounded with at work they were so negative and just stagnant and not where I wanted to be at all right now I can say the exact opposite. Yeah, which that's and that's nice. It's like and that that's part of the process though is going through that, seeing what you don't want to be, seeing what you don't want to be around. So you make the necessary changes exactly to get to the point to where you want to be, to, to surround yourself with the right kind of people. And obviously, there's a lot of people who can't do that. Like their job obviously. is their job and they have to kind of grind through it, but I'm also the kind of believer that everybody will get theirs at some point. You pay your dues and it'll come around. Like I've always been that eternal optimist when it says like just work hard and be patient and the opportunities will come. But that's, I mean, this might be a little woo for some people, but like that's because you believe that it's going to happen. You oh, believe I'm, you're I'm, going yeah, to be successful. I'm, I'm a believer in that stuff. Just like the mindset and the energy you put off, like that has so much to do with the successes that you have. Or just like your mental health is like just the mindset going into something. For sure. Because if you're emitting out energy that says like i'm i'm a failure i'm never gonna succeed i'm gonna be stuck at this job forever then yeah you're gonna be a failure and you're gonna be stuck at that job forever right it also dictates the way people are gonna treat you too yeah because like there's times at work where like i'll be like i'll just have a negative energy just like a bad energy just because of whatever else not going into it but isn't that weird and how people, you can be you can be in like the greatest mood and you walk into a room and the other person is just emitting toxicity right and that can like you can feel that yeah oh 100 percent. not only can you feel it, it'll completely change your mood in a second yeah if you allow it to yeah and that's the thing is that's something that I, like i still struggle with this like i'll still allow it to sometimes and you know it's I'm getting better. That's the one thing I'm getting better on is not letting that affect me, not letting other people's negative bullshit pretty much influence my life. That that was a really hard one for me to learn. I feel like once I did grasp the concept, I have been really good about it for the most part. I mean, we're all human, so like we're still going to have off days and feel negative sometimes, but like... That is so important to just not let other people's bullshit affect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's always... It's it's a tough one. It really is, especially when it comes to people you work with or just people you live with, people you're married to. True. You know. 
So I do want to go back a little bit because um, I wanted to say something, but we got carried away. On a tangent. Yes, we did. Um, I feel like the older generation doesn't understand this concept. Of self-aware? Um, no, not necessarily. Like... What concept? Like the whole subconscious mind concept like oh well, yeah cause... the the older generation is really stuck in their ways and yeah. i'm obviously generalizing this isn't everybody of course. but of course. for for the majority like our generation is a lot more open-minded Open-minding and fluid and i would say yeah the older generation is generally more rigid kind of black and white mindset well because it was you know dust your dust the dirt off and get back to work which i mean that's still prevalent to a degree but it was just so like keep to yourself do your own thing don't complain don't be vulnerable yeah like something happens whatever brush it off you're fine um you know just keep going be a man lot of be a man yeah and i feel like like to an degree, I, I understand a lot of that because, like, a, a lot of the way, that's how I was raised in, in a lot of sense. And I think it, there's some good to it, but I also think it creates a lot of these mental instabilities that we're seeing now. I mean, if people think that there's not a men, uh, mental illness issue in this country, you're, you're just wrong. Like, that's just wrong. I mean, the stuff that we see happening now, these people shouldn't even be in those places to do these horrific acts. They shouldn't even have the thought in their mind, but they do. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just parenting. And even and like even just the way – even if you're a good parent and you think you're a good parent, sometimes those small little things, you know, are are tough. And I think that's part of just the generational thing because you yeah. had the generation before the baby boomers who were all the World War II. Like after World War II, it was just shitting and getting after that. It was just people just hustling – tough-nosed, hard-working people. Like, once the, they got back from World War II, it was like America got to work and they worked and everything else was pansy because they just got done with the World War and it was just like, whatever personal issues you had, whatever, were good. Like, let's just work. And then baby boomers were raised by those people and then Generation X were raised by those people and it slowly has, like, I think is slowly kind of decreasing and I think that's where the millennial generation comes in yeah is where we've lived we do are growing up in this pc culture and we are growing up with this social media and um everyone has a voice you can get information so easily and i think it's i think our generation the millennial generation is seeing the past mistakes of the other generation you know what i'm saying it's just a different generation i mean every every society changing Every previous generation complains about the young generation. Yeah. We're going to complain about the next young generation. What is, what is it? Gen Z, Z or something? Z or Y or X or I Elemental P. I can't keep them straight. Our generation is going to be complaining about them. But I don't remember where I was going with that. Well, you're saying that every generation 
complains about the other generation. So, of course, like, our generation is getting the most heat right now because I think society is just changing in the way thought processes are changing. Oh, I remember. Um, I think another reason why there's, like, such a mental instability crisis right now is because of the amount of information that's out there. Yeah. Like back to the subconscious mind thing your subconscious mind remembers remembers everything you see every yeah. little piece of information that it's given we are constantly able to read things on the internet we're constantly scrolling social media listening to podcasts reading books listening to audiobooks like there's just so much information now and not all of it is good like there's yeah. a lot of negative Most of shit it is negative. out there. Even after an episode of Game of Thrones, everyone's just on Twitter oh, just they're all shitting on it. Shitting all over it. And it's just it's like, like negative, dude. It's all about what you're consuming. Yeah, it's all about just instant gra- People just want to be just gratified in, in all aspects of everything. And if their personal meets uh their personal needs aren't met, then they just it's just rage. Yeah. But all right, should we pull up some unpopular opinions? Yeah, but when I looked at unpopular opinion, it was just Game of Thrones, which that's fine. I'm down to talk about Game of Thrones. Can we? Can, let's just talk about it. Screw it. Okay, for the rest of the episode, no. we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones. So if, if you if you haven't heard it, you can just click out now. Okay, fine. I want to talk about Game of Thrones. It's my podcast. I'm gonna talk about Game of Thrones. Our podcast. Danny is the Mad Queen, dude. She just went full psycho. Yeah, I mean... She burned down the whole city of King's Landing. Everyone says that, like, no one... That, like, she changed too fast Like, her character arc was, like, root for her, root for her, now she turns against everyone, and that wasn't it at all. But I think this is part of her character development, is her to be... To end up turning into the bad guy because she snapped and lost everything... And John basically breaking up with her was well, the final straw. That and like, she is the daughter of the Mad King. Like at the end of the day, like that is still, that's still his daughter. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like father like daughter, I guess. And well, we and saw her brother was no peach either. All the way back in season four, when she took over Marine and she crucified. Alive, by the way, all the masters and just let them to hang there to just die on their own. Like, that's pretty cruel. And Tyrion called that out on her and stuff. And, like, the only reason why she didn't just destroy King's Landing before was because of Tyrion. Well, and when she executed the Tullys, Tarleys? Yeah. Is yeah, Sam, Sam Tullys. Yeah. Brother and father. Yeah, that was pretty... Yeah, and, like and it's humane. we've seen glimpses of the madness that is in that is built inside of her, and she did everything she could to prevent she it. She just always had advisors to keep her in check, and they're dead, and she doesn't trust the other one. She doesn't trust anybody. She feels isolated, and her homeboy John just said that she's nothing but his queen. Right now, well, and if you notice, there's a part in last episode, last night's episode. Where um, Varys is talking to John, and Varys tells John, Varys is the bald guy, by the way, tells John, you know, a king once told me that when Targaryens are born, the god flips a coin, and on one side of the coin is great is is madness, and on the other side of the coin is greatness. 
And when you, he said, and when you, meaning John and Daenerys were born, the coin was flipped. Yep. And we also know that John's father, Rhaegal Targaryen, or Rhaegar, uh, it's Rhaegar Targaryen. Rhaegar Targaryen. He, um, he was a nice, kind, gentle man. That's why when like the lie came out that he raped uh, uh, um, the Stark, Lyanna, Lyanna Stark, uh, people couldn't believe it because I mean it wasn't true. He was actually a nice guy. So like John's parents were Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen, who were good people, and Daenerys's parents were not good people. So exactly, but. Nah, I, I I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm super excited to have it. And our dog is now attacking our cat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, chaos in our house at all times. Chaos, dude. She, oh, I'm mad at her still. She dug up in our garden and pulled up our two tree. days in a row. Yeah, she like we've had this garden in our backyard for two months, a month. How a month and a half? Yeah, like a month and a half. I had to she think. hadn't touched it. Totally fine. And then yesterday she digs up our pepper plant. I scold her, of course. You know, she knows she messed up. And then today she digs out the freaking bush. Oh, man. I'm pissed. All right, let's pull up one more. Unpopular opinion? Go ahead. Um, What's your unpopular opinion? Okay. Beyonce (laughs) is overrated. I appreciate the suspense. Beyonce is overrated. She is a product 100%. of marketing. I don't understand. Like, this documentary, it's like, get this documentary out of my face. You think I care documentary about Beyonce? We know everything about Beyonce. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I do th- think that she's talented and everything. And, like, when I was younger, I loved her music. But now... I just feel like her and Jay-Z are a complete sham. Yeah, I don't think their marriage is real. I no, think they I just think stay their together marriage for is a business deal. They go on tour together all the time and everything while he's banging other chicks. And like, I don't know. I just don't understand the obsession with her. Yeah, I don't either. There's a couple people that That's I feel good. that way. That's a good but... unpopular opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I rest my case. All right, I got an unpopular opinion. We'll end with this one. Okay, what's that? Bing is better than Google. Ew. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Fuck Bing. And with that, (laughs) we are ending the episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. With a new episode. Follow us on on Instagram, Hitched His Kids, and all the other things, and likes and ratings on the the platform you listen to and all that shit you're such a good outro peep what better than you and that with that we signing off